You're listening to the Infatuation Podcast. This is Curtis, and I'm glad you're here. Thank you for listening. Today, we're going to be talking about the Chinese drama, Love Between Fairy and Devil. It was a smash hit at the end of 2022, and I've never watched a Chinese drama before, so I was curious, and a few of my friends started watching it, like uh, Nadira. You guys know Nadira. And my other friend, Jess, who is the host of Daybok K Rambles. So I messaged them and, and asked if they wanted to do an episode with me on it, and they agreed. And so I watched it, and we recorded this. But it's taken me a while to get to it because uh, I got a little ambitious and recorded a lot of stuff over the summer, and we're just now getting to some of the summer episodes. So this one was recorded way back in June, early June, and so you, some of their comments were a little bit old. Like, for example, we asked about season four of Jess's podcast, which was in the middle of season four when we recorded this, but it's since ended. So anyway, so some of our comments are a little bit old, but I hope you enjoy this. I think we had fun. You'll see. I don't want to spoil it, but you'll see they had a little fun picking on me uh, during this episode. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy this. This was our critique and review of Love Between Fairy and Devil. 天崩地裂的那一瞬间Hey everyone, welcome back to the Infatuation Podcast. We are doing something different today, something I've never done before. We are talking about a sea drama, a drama out of China. This was actually my first Chinese drama ever in the history of my life. My 52 years of life, never watched a sea drama before. And I'll tell you how this, the origin of this was there were two influencers in my life. And one of them is my friend Nadira. You guys remember Nadira. She's from Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Hey, Nadira, what's up? Good. How are you, Curtis? Doing good. And so Nadira jumped into my uh, my Instagram and she was kind of like, hey, to me and Jennifer. Jennifer is our other partner when we do K-dramas. And we like. she's like, hey, you guys want to watch Love Between Fairy and Devil? And I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. And, and I started it. So Nadira got the ball rolling. But I do remember another influencer, a mega influencer, as you will. She is out of Florida. It is Jessica. Hey, Jess. Hey, Curtis. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. I think Nadira and we're just we're going to we might roast you a little bit a little on bit. this episode. I'm ready. I'm ready for okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Because, well, we'll get to that in a second. But it was Jessica like. Day after day, I was getting hit with reels of like dudes with with nice black wigs on and you know <laughs> flowing clothes. And I was like, "What is going on, Jess? What are we doing here with this love between fairy and devil?" When when was that? That was like late 2022 that you were posting it. I was posting the thirst traps in late 2022. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you don't know, it's a smash hit. It is out. Of, it's on Netflix out of China. A quick 36 episodes, yeah, for a C-drama. That's that's zippy. Yeah. Yep, pretty quick. And 45 minutes each. Not too bad, not too bad. And so it, it took the world by storm. A lot of people said this is their favorite C-drama ever. And so I had to jump on board. So I'm, I'm, I, I watched it. I'll hold my opinion for a second. But, <laughs> but I hope you guys out there have seen it. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Uh, or you, it's definitely worth a watch. I'm not going to dissuade anyone from watching it. Uh, but we are talking to uh, Jessica, who is the host of Daybot. You rebranded, I think. I thought. I think I saw. <laughs> no. You kind. Well, it's just Daybot K Rambles. You kind of unbranded <laughs> a little bit. But. I well, it, I guess it should just be Rambles, like Daybot Rambles, because <laughs> yeah. I have branched out and started doing Chinese drama reviews on like, the podcast. Not that many, but some enough. But in your and, life, you've gone hard on the C. <laughs> 
Well, this, in my own life, I've watched a ton of C dramas, I feel like. And, but K dramas are my first love. And I dedicate the bulk of the podcast and the blog to K dramas. But if I'm on the off season on Debok, I am watching <laughs> a C drama. <laughs> so okay, okay. That's how we did our Love Between Fairy and Devil episode. Yeah. That's how it came about. And you and I have done a couple episodes. So, yeah, you were on the startup episode, Prison which was Playbook. Fun. Yeah, and Prison Playbook yeah. episode. And so Turnaround <laughs> is Fair Play. So Jess is on our show today. And so welcome to the show, everyone. And all right, so let's let's just check in real quick. Anything new, Nadira? What are you watching? Um, well, because of Love Between Fairy and Devil, I actually fell into the sea drama uh, rabbit hole again. <laughs> okay, I just okay. finished um, uh, Love Like the Galaxy. I finished mm-hmm. Till the End of the Moon. And about mm-hmm. five days ago, I finished Nothing But You. So um, it, it's been a journey. And because they're not quite as zippy as Korean dramas are, it's taking me a long time to do it. But also because they're not as like thickly packed like each episode, I can uh, actually watch it while I'm working from home. Okay. You know, just put it okay. in the background, just listen to it. You know, my eyes sometimes just slide over to my work computer and then back to my iPad. It's fine. They won't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah, no, it, it's it's something that I think I might explore a little more. So I, I might do another one. I'm not opposed mm. to doing another okay. C drama. But it takes a little getting used to. It's kind of like, you know, when you watch Shakespeare, you know, it's like it takes a minute to kind of get used to like, what am I watching? What's going on? Because it's different than K dramas. Sure. Yeah, the, the pacing is different. And, you know, especially with the old historical, you're probably not used to the dubbing. Um, you're probably not used to the long haired men. Um, <laughs> and I know some people can't watch the Qing Dynasty one where they have like the front part of their hair bald. Uh, yeah. No, I I didn't have a problem with the um the long-haired men. I, I I'm down with long-haired men. <laughs> You're down with the long-haired men? <laughs> no, I I couldn't take my eyes off it. To be honest, I'm like looking at that. It's like that's a wig. How does you know? Like yeah, they're they doing all beautiful. kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really blue. I I wish I had that kind of hair. You know. <laughs> so I gotta get into the Chinese drama wig game a little bit. But um, yeah, Jess, what about you? What are you watching these days? So I just wrapped watching You're Beautiful, and I had Jenny from Pocha Playlist on for that episode. It was amazing. And I just finished watching Till the End of the Moon, which I have had such a drama hangover after that show. I feel like I can't move on. It's been days. It's been weeks. I can't move on. (laughs) So my TikTok algorithm is just like, oh, she wants Till the End of the Moon edits? (laughs) Okay. So that's all I'm getting. That's literally all I get on TikTok. Uh, and then I'm rewatching Full House from 04, oh. I think. The Song Hye Kyo uh, one? With, with Rain and Song Hye Kyo, yes. Yeah, okay. So I'm rewatching that for the podcast. Wow, you're going way back. Oh, yeah, because yeah. when was uh, You Are Beautiful? That was like 20, 2009 or something? Yeah, 2009 was You're Beautiful. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So fun stuff, everyone. Go listen to Jess's episodes, and we'll get into this real quick. Let me... Let me read a summary. Now, these these dramas are a little bit complex, so it's hard to get a good summary. So a I little. Fu- <laughs> I know. Yeah, because Nadira will tell you. I would I would text her in the middle of episodes like Nadira. I'm so lost. I fell asleep. <laughs> so for, I fell asleep for ten minutes. I don't know what I don't know what's happening now. But um, all right, let me try to read this, and then we'll introduce the characters, and then I think we'll do the spoiler alert. So we'll do the quick summary, and then we'll give our our elevator pitch on it. And then some characters, and then we'll do the, the spoiler. Let me, okay, so everyone pardon my my Mandarin pronunciation. I know these are my people, but I only took one semester. So <laughs> the struggle is real, guys. The struggle is real. All right. So, Dong Fan, Ching Chang, Ching Kang, Ching Chang. It's kind of a CT, it's like a CT sound. Let's just go I with Dong Fan. I think it's a C sound, like a S K- sound for the C. C. It's, like a C it's like a C with a little squiggle. Right. Yeah. So I don't know how to say that well. So Zhang Dong Fang Ching Chang Chang. The like the sang. the tongue goes yeah. in front of your teeth. Sang. Ah man. All right. My manner teacher would not be pleased. Let's just call him Dong Fang. The Lord Devil or the Moon Lord created chaos in the realm of the gods with his demon army. The goddess of war Chidi Nudzi uh, sacrificed her life to seal Dong Fang and his battalion. A prophecy predicted that Dung Feng will be unsealed and only goddess Shi Yun will be able to stop him. During Dung Feng's awakening, Xiaolong Hua unknowingly 
cast the one heart curse. The curse links their experiences, sharing injuries, emotions, and death. Zhang Feng mm-hmm. protects Xiaolonghua while he searches for a cure, but begins to fall in love with her. Bum, bum, bum. All right, we should say this is a Shanxia drama, which is a whole nother discussion. We can we can go down that rabbit hole one of these days, but it's basically like good versus evil, sort of. You know, this one blurs the line a little bit. What is good? What is evil? What are we talking about? And you were talking about immortals and gods and fairies and demons. So it's that kind of world. They have amazing powers. Um, they can fly. They can teleport. They can be invisible. They can, they have this kind of what would you call? It? They can shoot little. <laughs> beams out of their hands and stuff it's like energy <laughs> energy or, you know. yeah that's yeah <laughs> energy force out of their hands or hellfire this thing called glaze fire which yeah we're still wondering about that a little bit <laughs> and so we have in this one we have two main camps there are, are, are there three main camps in this one? Oh, who is the third one that you're thinking of uh goddess uh Shi yun's people well, if you want to look at the people, then there is the fairy realm, there is right. the moon tribe, there is the goddesses realm, and there's also the Haishi people. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's kind of like, yeah. Okay. And they're kind of in between good and evil, right? They're, Haishi people are kind of, it's like yeah. the bad part of town. It's almost like the ulterior motive people. Uh, are you still not following that storyline? Not really. <laughs> So, okay, we'll just keep it simple. Heavenly Realm and Moon Tribe. Yeah, okay. So we got we have basically uh Shui Tian, which is the Heavenly Realm, and then the Kangyan Sea, which is basically the Moon Tribe. So those are the main two main ones. But then there's also the mortal world. We dip into the mortal world a little bit where you and I live. Um and so they don't they're not super aware of all this other stuff going on. Yeah, the mortals. They're just kind of chilling, doing business. Yeah. Yeah. Eating candy. And I think the rule, the general rule is almost in all sea dramas of high fantasy is that you're not supposed to interfere with the mortal realm. Yeah, but that doesn't always go as planned, but we'll get there. All right. <laughs> so we have uh, we have some, some big stars here. The, uh, we have Shalanghua, literally translated Little Orchid, uh, played by Esther Yu. She's 27. She started out in a girl group. Yeah, I read that she was in like one of those survival shows. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they did the group go anywhere. It didn't go that far. I don't think. I think it's it's not really about the group going far as much as maybe there isn't a big idol group culture like there is in Korea. Uh, that's okay. what I, well, that's my understanding of it. But she's done a bunch of rom coms or, or romance stuff. And then Dong Fang is the Moon Lord Supreme by our guy, your guy, and my guy, <laughs> Dylan Wong. Uh, he's twenty four and. Jess, I, I believe you've seen him in a drama. What what drama have you seen him in? A little drama called Meteor Garden. I don't know if every, anyone has ever seen that one, actually. It's pretty underrated, I would say. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, Meteor Garden is the Chinese version of the Boys Over Flowers yeah. story, that whole universe that has like 50 versions. Is that your favorite, and- though? Is the Meteor Garden your favorite? Good question. Um, they're all pretty cringe, you know, to some <laughs> level. I think the 2018 Meteor Garden that Dylan Wong starred in and made him famous is pretty good. It's very long, but they sort of updated it uh-huh. in a in a sense. Yeah. A no, lot I've, of the things that were cringy, they updated. I've heard that that's a lot of people's favorites. It's good. He's pineapple head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The hair is on point. Um, and so he is a lot of people's favorite, I think in this drama, this drama cemented him as a real favorite for a lot of people. Now you're shaking your head in agreement or I'm I'm in agreement because I watched the Meteor Garden, the the one that um, Jess is talking about, but my favorite is the 2001 one. Um, and because a lot of people have their own like little, yeah. And it's not their faves. It's not that I didn't like him in the remake. He just didn't stand out for me. So that's why I didn't think much of him. And I think maybe Uh, that's why I really gravitate towards this love and uh, fairy and devil, because he really is completely a different person, a different actor. He's, he's definitely leveled up. Yeah, he was solid. Yeah. The acting was very solid. And then we have Chang Hung, uh, the Lord, Lord Chang Hung, or the God of War, the new God of War, new improved God of War. Um, <laughs> he's he's best known for this. He hasn't done a whole lot of. It's played by Zhang Zhang Ling. He he's played 
some other smaller stuff, but this was his big, I think this was his kind of breakout. This is his breakout role. And I think he's coming out with a new show with Esther Yu. He's starring opposite Esther Yu. And I think he has another show with Bailu, like Uh, two shows with two like mega hit leading ladies. So So he's he's on the up and up. They've really just chosen him from this show. Yeah, he's tall and yeah, he's got he's got the the innocent look to him. Yeah, he's he's not gonna break your heart, right? He's he's. <laughs> Are you uh, actually? I'm counting on it. Okay? Yeah. Oh, you like, want you want, bring the pain? You want yes. You, all right. Yeah, you want Ling He to bring the pain? Okay. And then a couple other side characters that are are pretty important though is Shang Ke's the Dragon Guard is kind of uh, Dong Fang's right hand man, and then we have Dan Yin and. Uh, Rung Hao, uh, we won't spoil it, but they play some big roles later in this whole storyline. And then Jay Lee, she's kind of the hustler. She's a street street smart girl, not a fairy. Yeah, she's just kind of a immortal person that lives in Haishi. She's kind of, but she's technically Orca's best friend. But is she? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And there's a lot of other characters, but yeah, strong acting. What you, what, what can you say about the acting? Okay, so for Dylan Wong, I think that a lot of people were blown away by his performance, just like um, a lot of us here, I think, were just surprised because he showed massive improvement from the other dramas that Uh he had done. I think he had just finished up like The Rational Life, which was like a modern day office romance. And then he had done this really, really bad shansha called Miss the Dragon. Uh I don't know if... If either of you have seen it, I saw half of it. I couldn't. I couldn't finish it. It was so bad. Yeah, yeah. His his acting was bad. The story was bad. Everything, and people were like talking about talking crap about his acting online. And he took it to heart. And he was like, in some of these interviews uh, that he did for Love Between Fairy and Devil, he was like, I read what you guys had said online, and I wanted to improve um, on myself. And I really like took it to heart. And I. You know, I made such an effort huh. to improve. And I was like, oh, my God, I feel terrible. <laughs> because, like, <laughs> we're these people, right, that are like, yeah. wow, that guy really sucked in that drama. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he did a great job in the show. Yeah. And even though he was dubbed, I think the performance really showed and yeah. shown through even despite him being dubbed. So that's I didn't my notice thoughts. the dub until Nadira said it. I was like, wait, really? What? Have yeah. you heard Dylan Wong's, like, actual voice, <laughs> no, speaking it, voice? Is it squeaky? <laughs> It's not squeaky, but it's very boyish. You're like, uh, oh, he's not like a ten thousand year old like uh, Moon Supreme, yeah, okay. Lord. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's actually a really good point about his voice. Like, I didn't even realize how different his voice was until I saw the interviews. Um, that it it it, it I want I mean, I, I think it's closer to squeaky than I'd like to admit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Alright, but uh yeah, solid acting. Yeah, the the comedy stuff, he did the comedy stuff well, but he did the drama stuff really well. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed the acting for sure. You know, we'll we'll talk about the plot in a minute, but the the acting for sure very solid. Uh, Esther was good too. Like Nadira warned me, she goes, "If you can get past her voice in the first mm-hmm. three episodes, you'll be fine." Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it it's a little, I don't know, not grading is annoying. Maybe that's the word. <laughs> it it's takes so a little, many people talked. Yeah about her voice and how they couldn't get into it. They didn't like her character because she just sounded like Minnie Mouse and super annoying to listen to. And how can you watch a show if you don't even like listening to the female lead? So I think once you sort of get over it or you sort of feel, if you convince yourself, which this is absolutely true, that she will grow as a character and her voice will change over time, and become a little more mature, then you can sit there and get through some of these earlier episodes where she sounds like a child. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, to, I did have to start this three times. So when I first started it, <laughs> it just came out on Netflix. And I'm like, okay, I just finished, fa- I just finished falling into your smile. Let's see what's, what's available. And then I started it and I heard her voice. I'm like, nah, maybe next time. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> And then I was in the Shadow and Bone community and someone was saying, oh, you know, the guy outfit is kind of like the darklings. I was like, okay, it's been a couple of months. Let's try again. 
nope, couldn't couldn't get past the voice again. And then the third time I was like, um, I'm getting a little bit over Korean drama tropes. I need something different. And then that's when I really stuck it through. And I was like, no, this is actually not bad, especially with the things that happened in the first episode. It just happened so fast for a C-drama to have the plot turn so quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, it, and it was definitely a choice because later on her voice is different. And so it's definitely a choice that she yeah. made to be innocent, a little naive. But yeah, if you can get past Nad said, get past episode five and you're good. I I think maybe even earlier, if you can get past like two or three episodes, I think you can probably do it. You can probably yeah. stick it. Yeah. So, hey, let's go without spoilers. Uh, what can you say about this drama? Like an elevator pitch. Give me a give me a two or three sentence reason why people should watch this drama. Uh, start with Jess. Okay. You're putting me on the spot here. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? Okay. Monster Husband. Monster Husband? Yes. Okay. What is, is that a drama? No. Monster Husband is a trope. It's like okay. almost uh, like you said, Jess. It's like Taming of the Beast where, you know, you yeah. kind of domesticate uh, this guy um, from like an evil supreme authority okay. to suddenly, you know, be pretty much her servant. Yeah. Let me see. For my elevator pitch, that's a good, that's a good one. I to just say the trope, um, it would probably be girl meets boy, Freaky Friday, kiss, kiss, immortal forces, love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think you're definitely watching this more for the love story. Wait, than- okay. So look, the title of the show is Love Between Fairy right? and Devil. Right. So I guess my question for you, I, I, you know, my elevator pitch sucked, but why did you watch the show if you seem to like not be appreciative of the romance? Yeah. No, I, so I, um, I wanted to like it. Yeah. I really, I, I wanted to, I wanted the romance to work for me because I like the idea, the idea of, I like forbidden love stories. I kind of like stories where people are not supposed to fall in love, but it mm. just happens. Like you, you can't choose it; it chooses you. Like I like that premise, and you know, a lot of K dramas have that. You know, maybe Mr. Sunshine or uh, I don't know. While you're sleeping, like there's some there's some <laughs> romances that I really like where oh, because this is my first life. Like those kind of ones where they're not meant to be, but they are meant to be. Like Nothing is so. I like that idea, and I I think honestly what it was, and and I was telling Nadira this in our chats was, I didn't totally fall for Esther Yu. You know, like I think in mm. in romances you have to you have to like both sides of the romance and kind of fall for them in a way and want them to get together. And I just kind of wasn't totally like, oh, they did they 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 didn't sell me on that the fact that they should be together. I guess like. Interesting. I was shipping Chung Hung a little bit. I, you know, I was I was a little bit on Team <laughs> Chung Hung on this one. Chung Hung, excuse me. Do you think you will unpack that some more in the spoiler section? Because I'd like to possibly. Know some more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little more. So again, I wasn't hating it. I just didn't get sucked in. I just didn't totally get sucked in. I, I wanted to know how it ended. Like I I wanted to finish. I wanted to say where is this going. So it got me going. I mean, I, it wasn't a labor to finish it. It wasn't like I was forcing myself to watch it because I really wanted to know what happened. But in the end, I, I didn't totally get sucked in and, and feel get the feels. I mean, it was... Wow. I know, right? Okay. I mean, you basically had a totally different experience than me and yeah. Dira. <laughs> yeah. Is it possible it was when you were falling asleep? That's when important <laughs> things happened. <gasps> There was, there were, it was afternoon watch, you know, the naps, you know, that, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, Jess is shaking. Bruh. For those people at home, Jess is giving me side eyes, shaking her head. <laughs> a slow shake too. It isn't is it's a no, slow. No, yeah, it's like slow like no. Nah, I'm man. disappointed. That's what that shake was. <laughs> it's, Damn. it's like I'm not angry, I'm disappointed. Yeah. All right, Jess, you know. Because but, for me, I was like shirking off sleep, like trying to shake it off uh, to watch more versus like just yeah, I'm in the middle of this episode and I'm just going to get some shut eye right now. Yeah, your co-host watched it like in 36, 24 hours or 36 hours. Carol from the K-Dramatics Club, I think she might be a little crazy because she did watch it within 48 hours or something. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a I don't know how she did it. She was like, I worked full-time job too and I made time to watch it. And I was like, well, hold on. Like, like... That's I don't think he slept. Like... That's quick. Yeah. It's very difficult to do that. Yeah. It took took me a couple weeks, but I, I... Again, I didn't like, oh, no, I got to watch this drama. I was like, yeah, I'll watch a couple. Okay. So you didn't hate it. You weren't hate watching. No, I definitely wasn't hate watching. And I I wanted to know how it ended. I liked a lot of the plot points. Uh, I just didn't totally love the romance, like just for me. Oh, it, but it I like broke the... me. It took me four days, and that's when I yeah. messaged you and Jen. Because I've, <laughs> I've also been having, like, dealing with some emotional stuff personally as well, like with work, with uni, with looking for a place to live. And so when I watched that, and then I was like, oh, withdrawals, I have to find some behind-the-scene content. And then I saw yeah. the behind-the-scene and how, you know, much they both gave into the role. And I had a breakdown for about 10 days, and my husband kept asking, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Why are you sleeping and crying all the time? You're not PMSing? What is this? So yeah, that that's how much it affected me because it just brought all my yeah. feelings to the surface. Literally, it's escapism, but then you need to keep going back into escapism. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a never ending yeah. cycle with these Janshas. Yeah. And yeah, I felt the same way. I had a huge drama hangover. All right. With the show. So I, I'm not I'm not gonna discourage anyone from watching. I think I think people if you watch two or three episodes, you'll know. I think you sh- you'll know. If if you're not into it after two or three, then you know, maybe it's not for you. But I mean, I, I think what discourages some people and some of the messages that I got after the Love Between Fairy and Devil episode on Debuck was like I have never watched like a high fantasy Shansha before and I just started episode one and I was overwhelmed and I couldn't finish it. And I was like, oh, well then like maybe watch some other, you know, Korean drama that's uh, fantastical or supernatural and sort of get get more used to that genre before you get into a Shansha. Shansha is like... 50 million moving parts. Yeah. Things are getting thrown at you. Mm-hmm. And oh, <laughs> plot twist upon plot twist and slightly different tropes. The wardrobe itself is like a hindrance yeah. to a lot of people. If you're not a fan of long haired, pretty boys, and you're not going to be into yeah. Shansha's. So, so many things to sort of yeah. digest for and CGI. For these types. A lot, a lot and of CGI. So much, so yeah. much CGI. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're not used to that, you're kind of like, what? Like, you you're know like, what? What I, am I watching? Honestly, I think I understand Tale of the Nine Tailed better after watching this. Like, I was kind of at the end of Tale of the Nine Tailed, like, <laughs> what is this garbage, right? But then it's kind of, oh, it's kind of like that, that high, you know, high fantasy style of, you yeah. know, in a K drama, which you're not totally used to. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, I get it a little more. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So I, yeah, so I've heard people compare it to Goblin a little bit. Now I loved Goblin. So I'm not anti-romance, Nadira. Goblin's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I love Goblin. Nadira's like, you just don't like romance. That's why you. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I like romance, Nadira. I mean, there are parallels to Goblin, like the girl who's you know not as powerful as the guy. There's yeah. also the oh, this Destiny. I'll, I'll, I'll unpack it some more in the spoiler section. Okay. All right. All right. Let's get there. So everyone out there, if you haven't watched uh, this drama, you might want to ditch out. We're going to spoil it. Um, we're going to talk about the plot, but if you want to just hear it and see, judge for yourself whether you want to watch that, stick around. That's fine. I usually play a song. The OST, we didn't talk about the OST yet. That so OST good. is really good. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah. I love so the, you whole, play the whole song. Yeah, the whole OST is good. Like, I normally get annoyed after about like the third time the song pops up in an episode. They repeat it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't hate it. No, I liked it. Uh, should we do the main theme? Is that what we should play right here? Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. Please. So we will play. I don't know the name of it, but we'll play the main theme here. By the time the song is over, you better leave or you're going to get spoiled. <laughs> Let's 
走向了我，却爱模糊光阴距离，连时间都暂停，全都只是。All right, let's talk about the main. It's kind of I tried to break the plot down into like fucking five, five parts or something like that. I I don't know.、Uh, the main thing is there's kind of this love triangle, right? Where you have, let's just call her Orchid versus Zhang Fang versus Chang Hong, Chang Hong, and、mm-hmm. she's had a crush on him for what a thousand years, give or take. Give or take a thousand <laughs> years. She had a crush on on Lord Chang Hong. And he secretly had a crush on her. Right. He had it hard for her. Yeah, he felt hard for her. And I guess it's just her innocence and her purity, right? That she she really liked. Not、so、to mention was, he's betrothed already. So yeah, he's, he's very noble and virtuous, and betrothed to the, rules,、so. the goddess、uh, Shiyun, who has disappeared coincidentally But, for a thousand years. I don't know where she could possibly be. <laughs> <Yeah> . <laughs> Coincidentally, the same amount of time that、uh, Orchid is around. So、right. anyway, <laughs> so they're supposed to be married. So there's that, and then and then there's this whole、uh, future telling tree thing. And and if you look into that, you'll see that they're getting married. Dun dun dun. Yes. What is that tree called? I can't remember. But she is basically the apprentice of the Arbiter,、uh-huh. who controls the fate and destiny of all of the、yeah. immortals and mortals.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, pretty cool job. Yeah, and so she's she's got a little power. She's not totally useless. She's got some power, some tree, some future telling things, and so yeah, they drop that they drop that little、uh, tidbit on us that they're they're getting married. They're walking down the aisle together, and you're like, wait a minute, this is not called love between fairy and Lord Chang Hung. You know what's going on? <laughs> what is going on here? So. So they drop that, and you're kind of like, "That's what got me." I was like, "What? How does this end?" I gotta see this. And then another plot, another main plot is that、um, Dong Feng is kind of the Moon Lord, and he wants to unseal this hundred thousand warriors that were frozen by the former God of War Chidi that also disappeared、uh, from the immortal、yes. world. But、mm-hmm. and and so she had to sacrifice herself to freeze these troops to save the the Shulintan、um, kingdom. And so he wants to unseal these troops to attack them again, the fairy realm. And then there's kind of like this weird subplot of Rong Hao trying to get Chidi back for himself. Like he, that's his master. The God of War, Goddess of War, was his master,、mm-hmm. and, and he he has a he has a big crush on her too. Yeah, he's a big bad. But then by the end, how did you feel about、yeah. this guy? Yeah, now he's he he wasn't good or bad. He was just kind of for himself. I thought. Right, he was very selfish, but I feel I feel like by the end I was sort of like, well, damn, like at least, yeah, <laughs> at least it was a bit of a sad redemptive arc for him because he realized the error of his ways. Yeah, and he was, done messed up. <laughs> he got messed up, and、yeah. uh, Chidi comes back and she's like, "What have you done?" Right,、yeah. he finally gets what he wants, and、yeah. she's back. And it's it's just really sad to see them together yeah. and yeah yeah you didn't like that arc that much, Dara? Did you? I did not like. I rewatched it before we recorded this, and I thought I would care more by the second watch, and I was still eh.、Um, I just I felt like maybe he wasn't written three dimensionally enough for me. Like, and when I watch it, all I think about is oh, he just wants this one thing, and it didn't really show. Much of his layers until much much later when it was a bit too late for me to care. Yeah, yeah, and then and then the ending. Yeah, so we don't want to totally talk about the ending yet, but there's this whole prophecy that Goddess Shiyun is going to kill Dongfang, and then at the end they kind of throw in this other, the main and en- the enemy behind the enemy <laughs> is this evil god Taishui. Who's been?、Mm-hmm. He's been. He's kind of the main force at the end. That was a little thrown in the. I didn't. Yeah, at the end they kind of threw him in. Oh, the real enemy is this dude. So it tied it all together, but it's kind of weird. So what do you think of the first part? That the I I think I don't know. I think the first part was my favorite with the、uh, um the love the where they see the love developing between like you said the what do you call it master husband 
Monster Husband. Monster Husband, yeah. The first yeah, 12 like, episodes. Yeah, I like those. I like those scenes. What what do you think of the first 12 eps? Okay, so I like the misunderstanding because she thinks that he's just some other like demon prisoner versus like the all supreme like moon supreme the big bad that they've had trapped in this giant cell for i don't know how many thousands of years so it's really cute to see her treat him lesser and treat him like a regular kind of dude Mm -hmm. and him like assert dominance like over her and be like sort of possessive and she doesn't she thinks that he likes her and he's just sort of protecting himself because they're linked at this point i like all that crap like that is really fun to watch really cute and to see him sort of feel what she's feeling because he's blocked off his feelings for his almost his whole life and it's this whole thing like it's his journey it's the start of their journey i like Mm -hmm. the origin story stuff um and it's fun it's just lighter tone in the first 12 episodes what did you think about the body swap scenes I didn't mind them so much. I think now looking back, I was like, this is like the least of the show was the body swap stuff. (laughs) But since you have it in the first episode, that's just the hook to get people to keep watching is like, oh, they kiss and they switch bodies. So it's pretty nuts. The Freaky Friday thing, the secret garden body swap sort of deal. It's tried and true. It works, but that wasn't the thing of the show. Okay. What actually hooked me was how they did the body swap. Because normally if you watch any other body swap, there's always the grabbing, oh, is this my body? Like they start holding, you know, touching their own bodies, (laughs) realizing it's not theirs. Whereas he's like beyond that. He doesn't care if he has like boobs or whatever. It's it's not what he's about. And I like how it was done tastefully. There was a little like, hey, don't look at me when I'm naked. There's a little bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they say some things yeah. like that. Too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then, yeah, so he so he kind of hangs out with her for a bunch of episodes. And then so she gets kind of accused of being a traitor because they're like, yo, you've had this dude in your house the whole time. And so he has to kind of kidnap her back to his realm Yes. And he reestablishes himself as the Moon Lord. And I guess his realm has been civil warring for like 30,000 years because cause <laughs> he wasn't around. They were like, oh, I want to be the leader. So he shows up and everyone just drops their swords like, oh, he's back. All right. And then there's more body switching going on at his place. But then well, we, we get start some to- cool stuff that like he rebuilds the Arbiter's house yeah. for her. <laughs> and it's like, a, a obviously we know they're just reusing the same set. But yeah. it's the thought that counts. You yeah. get it. He's and, done this thing so that she feels more at home. And then he's like, but you can never leave. And you're like, ah, that turned quick. That was a left yeah. turn. And you know how so, he had the same exam- amount of flowers at the yeah. Arbor's Hall? That was really sweet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, and you start to realize that he's not pure evil. He's just very loyal to the Moon Tribe, right? Like, Yeah. It's just it, bad blood feuding for I don't know how many thousands of years. Yeah. It's... Uh, you know, it, it, you kind of what I like about the show is that during those middle episodes after she gets taken to the Moon Tribe is that you start to understand better the Moon Tribe. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, they're just like us. They're no different than the the Heavenly Realm. They're not any better or any worse. They're actually quite misunderstood by the Heavenly, heavenly mm-hmm. Realm. She thinks, you know, she was saying stuff about him that when she thought that yeah. he was this other persona – she was like, doesn't he eat like live animals and doesn't he do all this and doesn't he never take a shower? And it's like <laughs> all of these crazy yeah. rumors about him and the Moon Tribe. And when she gets there, it's all proven wrong, which is really nice yeah. to see um, sort of these prejudices dissipate for her. Right. So then we get into this weird kind of plot. Now, this is where I got confused. So this is where I was texting okay. Nadir. I was kind of like. I fell asleep, and then all of a sudden they're in the mortal world, and they have to get Lady Chidi's tribulation out of the way, and then Chung Chung Hung's tribulation. I didn't understand what a tribulation was, and I think I get it. You guys want to explain it to me just one more time? So I guess if you commit something bad in your world or something, you have to earn your way back. Okay, so there's various reasons. I forget that this is your first Xianxia, so I was like, (laughs) what do you mean you don't know what a tribulation is? So um, (laughs) long story short... Every time an immortal, whether they're a demon or a fairy or a heavenly person, they can either get punished and sent to the mortal realm for a trial, which means you're going to live life and it might be pretty shitty. 
Uh Um, you know, it's going to not be all butterflies. You'll have good things, good times and bad times. And, um, but it seems like you don't always know that you're there though, right? No, they have no memory of that. They're actually immortals. So their memory gets wiped. They are born in the human realm and then they, they live their lives and, um, they could, it could be a punishment or it could just be part of their like cultivation for them to get to the next level of enlightenment or just to cultivate their okay. immortal selves and uh, gain more energy, what have you, powers. They have a human trial. Okay. And again, it's basically the most dramatic life you could ever think of. They die and then they call, it's like the kick that brings them back to themselves like uh-huh. an inception. Yeah. And then they just like wake up and they're like, oh, yeah. wow, now I remember this whole life that I had before the trial. Now I'm all messed up from the trial uh-huh. and I have to figure it out how I'm going to go about my life now. Do I just ignore what happened to me in the human yeah. realm or do I work through it? It, it was okay, but I, I, I kind of, I, I felt like it was a little bit of a detour. <laughs> no, I sometimes, I mean, it just depends on the drama. Sometimes the human realm stuff is super juicy and you're like, these are the best episodes. In this case, I felt the same way that the human trial episodes were a little bit of a drag. They were a little slower. They were, they kind of took the momentum out of the plot and it was just a little break before all hell breaks loose at the end of the right, show. Right. But yeah, so there's some other shows. There might be some other Sanchez that are like, that was the best was era the best was when they were on earth and uh, having a ball. But you did see a little bromance start. You see a little bromance before, between yes. Chang and Dunkong. Did you like the bromance? Like, I feel like some people really did enjoy that bromance between DFQC and Chang uh, Hung. Yeah. It's a little I mean, out of I character later on. Really? I mean, I liked it, but I don't think it was deep enough for them to suddenly be confidant after they've moved on from the Morsa realm. I, I, yeah. I feel like a lot of things were edited out. Huh. To get it to 36. Yeah. Huh. So in any case, they get back. Well, and we realize we realize in the mortal world that she's not just a little orchid. She is Shi Yun, the goddess Shi Yun. Yeah, she had these cool powers where her blood was sort of restorative uh-huh. and healing and would bring things back to life. And she just didn't think anything of it until yeah. she used the power to save DFQC yeah, so after the mortal realm trial yeah so she's actually really powerful yeah yeah and yeah and i do like that moment because she saves him in the mortal realm yeah. right at the end before they get yeah uh catapulted back and she into the she doesn't realm. totally understand it but he gets it he's kind of like, he knows oh. who's exactly who she is yeah, yeah. He's like, oh dang yeah yeah and yeah so then that, <laughs> that kind of leads to this final battle where um god taishui kind of manipulates rung hao as well as dong feng to kind of kind of use his power to to get what they want to bring back the people they want but then ultimately uh he tai shui gets inside of dong feng's body and then she has goddess shi yun has to be the one to destroy him and it's just hold up you're skipping you're skipping an important thing at this point so that's when the goddess um when she had to kill herself to resurrect the hundred thousand. She killed herself. <laughs> that was the, and then the she most heartbreaking back. scene, and you skipped that. Wait, well, so what was the what was the reason she had to kill herself? She had to kill herself because because she wanted the QFC to DF. He, he, oh, sorry, he, DFQC. Yeah. It's hard. Yes, DFQC. She wanted DFQC to resurrect his soldiers, so he has a chance of winning against the fairy realm. And this is when this is right before right after he was treating her badly because he wanted to remove the orchid bone from her wrist. And that particular bracelet in her wrist, it it kept getting tighter and tighter because she loved him. And he was trying to reverse that. I feel like I'm I'm missing some points as well. So there was like, at some point, there was some evil energy or something that got into the bracelet. And it was killing her. Let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the beginning about the bracelet. Because... (laughs) early early in the show early in the show to protect her yes yeah, so yeah. the first the, in the first five episodes he gave her this orchid bone bracelet made from the heart the blood of his heart in mm-hmm. order to protect her and when he first put it on her it was very loose but the point is it's that it's supposed to protect her so he doesn't get hurt because they're linked together 
And as the time goes on, this orchid bracelet keeps getting tighter and tighter on her because it, the way that it works is that the more she feels for him, the tighter it gets. Uh, and Jelly put some sort of evil spirit in it and therefore it sucks the life out of orchid and the bracelet okay. now can't be taken off yeah did they cover everything but i forget your face is killing me <laughs> i'm just like okay like it's still confusions i'm still face. trying to figure out like why did she have to kill herself again how does it relate to the the 100,000 troops because that evil spirit in her bracelet has chidi's essence in it and Chidi's uh, essence needs to be destroyed in order to break the curse that Chidi put on the hundred thousand soldiers. Okay, and so yeah, so the little piece of the god, the former god of war, was in that bracelet. Was in that bracelet. Uh, okay. And they needed to kill it, destroy yeah. it, so that yeah, her essence would no longer protect that. And then Runghao, enchantment Rung, that was over the hundred thousand. Runghao didn't want her to do that. So yes. he was trying to stop her from doing that. Yeah, because he yeah. <laughs> but uh, Dung Fung's brother wanted her to kill herself. Yeah, they wanted their hundred thousand people uh, because they they built that right. up okay, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. going through the effects of having a hundred thousand people frozen in time. So Dung Fung's brother was like, "Okay, we got to kill her to release the troops." Yeah, and then Rung was like, "No, don't release the troops because I want Chidi alive." Yeah, it got complicated. <laughs> yeah, and also because it took a while to figure out how to kill her because if they kill her, they would kill the yeah. Moon Lord. And if you use a certain sword that Chidi then, used, yeah, then Moon Lord won't die. Right. Okay. So yeah. she sacrificed herself. Yeah. Okay. No, I remember the scene. I just forgot why the scene had. <laughs> okay. It seemed like the scene had no effect on you whatsoever. <laughs> I was cr I was crying in my bed at two a.m. <laughs> oh my god, same. Because I was like very emotional. It was a very. It was very okay. emotional. It was very. I just forgot why she had to do. I got confused on why she had to do. It. The scene was so beautiful. Like she was like it was. He, like he was like dragging through the sand trying to get to her in a sandstorm, and she found the sword yeah. and she stabbed it in. And then she looked behind her and she looked and she saw. Oh, he's he's not hurt. He like this is not impacting him like it usually does. And she stabbed it deeper. Uh huh. Okay, question for you though. So normally he just like zip zaps and teleports everywhere. Why, when he's stuck in the sand, why does he have to walk in the sand? Why can't he just teleport? I was under the impression that his power kept weakening because his um, yeah. emotional yeah. tree regrew. Uh, so he can't yeah. teleport? That was something that was sort of implied throughout the show was that because he was feeling more and his emotions tree was growing back due to her influence, uh -huh. that his... What was it? Hellfire? His Hellfire was diminishing. Yeah, I he couldn't wield that. it anymore. Okay. But guess what, guys? <laughs> a little piece of her is still around. So, do you... <laughs> this is like a thing in Shansha. Yeah. No one's dead dead. No, really. I mean, you are immortal, right? So, your primordial soul, as long as a little piece... There is always... As long as there's just... A sliver. A sliver of you left or like a piece of clothing or somebody got a cool memory of you. Uh -huh. Like you could just come back in some way, shape or form. So I just want to like tell you right off the bat, this is not like unique to Love Between yeah, Fairy yeah, and yeah, Devil. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I get it. So they replant her. Yeah, they replant. They plant her. <laughs> literally. They they literally put her in some soil in a pot. <laughs> and and Dung Fung becomes the caretaker of the orchid. And yeah, she, and he's feeding her morning dew morning and dew. giving her lots of sunshine and, and love. And this could be 10,000 years. We don't know. We don't know he's like long. a millennial right. during pandemic. He was just looking after yeah. a plant. He was a plant yeah. daddy for a bit. He's a plant daddy. Yeah. He's into houseplants. So he gets her back and she she <laughs> pops out. But now... You didn't suppose, cry during this part, did you? I did not. Did you cry at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Okay. So she pops out, but now she's basically fully goddess she Yun. Yeah. That we know about, right? That she's no longer organ. She's got no memory of all this. And so she's like, who are you? Why are you following me? Go away. And then he becomes her servant. Role reversal. Role reversal. So he's just like, whatever you want, let me know. I'm here. And she's like, yeah. well, I want you to go away. That's what I want. Do you, did you remember how um, he was the one that taught her how to be him and how to treat people coldly and distantly and now she's uh, applying it here now she's yeah it's true that's true though she is she's the goddess of grace grace and compassion right so she's 
So anyway, so they, they kind of hang out, and then this is when the betrothal comes back, and Chang Hong's like, by the way, you're going to marry me? And she's like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So that's going to happen, and meanwhile, like she's just kind of treating Dung Feng like, like garbage, right? Coldly, because she doesn't remember him. She's not Supposedly, Orchid anymore. She yeah. keeps saying, like, Orchid's gone. Yeah. Now, that scene I did, like, I did like. Okay, so when she finally reveals... That's the scene you like? When she does the smile thing on his face. Right? <gasps> you actually like that? Okay. I mean, I didn't hate it, but I thought it was, like, the cheesiest thing out, out of it all their interactions. It was cheesy, yeah. Oh, gosh. That's what you like. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all of these emotional touch points yeah. throughout the show, that was... when she did the little smile on him and he was like, it's her. I kind of liked it. Yeah, I kind of liked that part because. Damn. <laughs> I'm not alone. There's people people out there. You like that part too, right? Yeah. So I'm not alone. I can't be alone, right? I mean, I like It's a beautiful part. I'm not going to knock the, the shot, but like. Out of all of these really great juicy moments between them, you're like, okay, so at the end of the show, <laughs> when she does this, the one thing that's a callback. Oh, <laughs> so right before she marries Chung Hung, though, then Tai Shui like, reveals himself. So technically, they never got married, right? No. They were like halfway through the ceremony. They're halfway through, but right before the, the final thing, Tai Shui shows up. And then this this battle happens. Um, Should we say that the Moon Lord actually went to Tai Sui to prevent him from yes. getting stronger and bigger? So he sacrificed himself and kind of locked him in the in his little emotional island. Yeah, I mean, he used what sliver of her there was in his heart <laughs> yeah. to try and kill yeah. this being. Yeah, because the tree was blessed now. So yeah, yeah. So he tried to use some of her essence to kill him, and it yeah. sort of backfired when the demon like got in his head. Yeah, and so Goddess Yun now has to be the one to kill him, who's yeah. being, who's possessed by Tai Shui. But guess what? He's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you not know, see the parallel with Goblin at this point. Apparently, there's a sliver of him left. Yeah, there's a sliver of him left in a pendant. <laughs> and he comes... What, what do you think of that? Are you okay with that? the last five seconds where he's like, I'm back? I am. I don't think you realize the alternative, which is they just don't get back together. <laughs> it's like the ending is she gets the pendant and then cuts to black. <laughs> yeah. So, no, you knew he had to come back. I was did, yeah, like, he had to come back. Did you notice know. that the pendant that she was keeping it in in the hall was below the flower crown she was going to wear at the wedding? Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, I I just thought it was kind of rushed at the end. It's just kind of like, oh, I'm back. I, I, That's a major complaint people have. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I agree. But and then someone else, I forgot who said it on on another podcast, was that technically. Right, because he's always had orchid soul within him in his emotional tree. So he can True. always assume that during his dream sequence, where he was having a really bad time after orchid's death, that she has that same memory of them sharing 500 years together. Mm. So that's kind of like, oh, here's a little piece what? of What? Wait, say that again? What? So he had that dream sequence, right? After Orchid He died. traps themselves in his, like, in a primordial dream or whatever. Yes. So that he can experience a good life with, with Orchid. Her. But yeah. we also know that within him, there is some essence of Orchid because she reawakened his emotional tree, right? So mm. a lot of people's headcanon seem to be, she remembers those memories as well. Get out of town. What do you think of Get this theory? Of what do you think? I don't, I don't subscribe to that. Okay. I would love to, but I don't subscribe. I'd like, I'd like, I like the idea of it, but it just seems right. a bit, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that's a stretch. I think that's yeah. a stretch. And I was texting Nadira. I was like, he's literally doing her brows right now. Why are he? Why is he doing her brows? I was so confused. Oh my gosh! So I mean, in uh, historicals, that's a very intimate thing for husbands <laughs> to do is to just. Well, I was you know, telling Curtis draw like the my husband helps me even at my foundation sometimes. Like, do you not do that for Vivian? I don't. I don't. <gasps> <laughs> Vivian's gonna listen to this she and be like, to, yeah, she's gonna he say, doesn't hey, do my eyebrows. I am missing, yeah. Oh man, yeah, I'm so I fail so fast. I'm failing so bad as a husband, yeah. <laughs> but 
But uh, yeah, so it was fun. I, it was fun. I didn't get sucked in like you guys, but I would not recommend. I would not not recommend it to someone. Okay, I was gonna say. Yeah. So, if, but if, there were no swoony moments for nah, you. Nah, I didn't all. get hit in the face. <gasps> except, except for the one scene. Except for the, one scene. <laughs> the V freaking out. The smile scene. Yeah. Um, but I liked it. I liked it. I didn't love it. Just out of out of a scale of ten, what would you give it, Jess? I gave it like a ten out of ten. Come on, ten, I, ten. this is on my Mount Rushmore really? of C dramas. Yeah, really? I love Shenshes, and this one was really good. It okay. was the drama of the year last year in twenty twenty two, and it's the one to beat. It got a lot of people into Shenshes. I feel like they okay. just watched this one and they were very enticed by the world of Shenshes, and they kept going and they watched more C dramas. So yeah. I think it's a gateway show. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I, I think if you if you like this one, you you would recommend. What was the one you just watched? The to the moon. Lord, it's till the end of the moon. Till the end, and of the moon. that one is an angsty enemies to lovers, like a true enemies to lovers story. So if you want to get um, wrecked, Toa from the flow up, watch till the end of the okay. moon. It's really good, amazing show. But it's no, it's not the same at all. Okay. I feel like oh. with between. If you compare them, I'm sure really? there's similarities, but it's totally different vibe. Huh, huh. Yeah. All right, Nadira, scale of one to ten. Um, I'd I'd like to disclaim that I've never given a drama a ten. Um okay. so okay. Th- rationally I'd like to give the show seven and a half, but emotionally I'm giving it a nine. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm some I'm somewhere on that lower end. Uh, maybe maybe a six or seven for me. But okay. Worth a watch. You know, I, I didn't I didn't hate it. What, I'm doing what, an episode on it. I'm doing an episode on what, it. What what would have made it like a higher mark for you? If I if I fell for the female lead, I think would have. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, the story okay. was fun. I mean, the the production value really really high. Like you said, the the wigs, the costume costumes. Oh my gosh! Like his costuming is the yeah. the Moon Supreme was amazing. Yeah, Beautiful. the costuming was great. Yeah, everything. The was... The headpieces and things that he was wearing. OST was the hair. Yeah, the female hair is amazing. The, the male hair is amazing, but the female hair, Jay Lee, and you know all of Esther's hair, the whole show, amazing. And the look of it, the soundtrack, you know, the the plot was complicated but but fun. I just didn't. I didn't didn't get sucked in. That's. It's not terrible. We know. I really wish they had included because I read this where they w- wanted to make a love line between Danian and Shunfang, the brother, and oh. they had some photos. And I'm I'm really upset that th- that didn't work out because he was so against Orchid and her and his brother yeah. pairing up. Right. So I thought it would be really fun for someone like him to end up with a fairy. Yeah, because mm. he's so grumpy. I think they've greenlit a show that is the Arbiter's love story. The oh. Arbiter was at the end of the show. She was on some yeah. floating celestial right. planet. Right. It's because she was banished for falling in love with someone she shouldn't have. Uh-huh. So that story is getting a spinoff. Huh. And she's she's uh, Nadira saying she's really famous. Like she's uh, she is. Yeah. I, I was getting Una vibes out of her. You know, Una M vibes out of her. She kind of has that look. Like the you, oh my god yeah you're a right bit, right the smile yeah. yeah yeah she's beautiful yeah all right mm-hmm. so I think that I mean um, what can I say I, you know I, I like what I like I I didn't hate it I didn't maybe it's because you think this is a good one to start this is a good gateway for people I don't think so I think I personally don't think so but it seems to be working it's worked <laughs> yeah. for some people it's just yeah. that I think if you had watched other um, high fantasy C dramas you would appreciate this even more because of how again it subverts some of the tropes yeah okay. and the okay. way that they grow the way the characters grow and their arcs and stuff it's really juicy really good stuff they like they start out so imbalanced right and then they yeah. end up yeah. being on equal footing, mutual respect, and like I know you don't like nice. Orchid's character or Esther Yu, but compared to most other high fantasy dramas, I think her development here is very obvious, and it's not like yeah. fluctuating. It's obvious that she started as this naive, sheltered girl alone in mm-hmm. Simming Hall, missing her master, and then she kind of developed as this goddess 
um, and the juxtaposition is there. Whereas in other ones, a lot of them mm-hmm. fall, a lot of a lot of them seem to develop well into stronger characters, and then at the end they have to be a damsel in distress again, or something yeah. along those lines, or yeah. memory loss, or something. No, I liked her arc. I liked her. You know, her acting is great. I think she's great. Mm-hmm. It's just I didn't ship them. Yeah, I didn't totally say, oh, these. Yeah, these two are getting me. But you know, it happens. Um, okay, I, I'd like to know Jess's top three soon worthy moments. Oh. Top three swoonworthy moments. Oh my gosh! So I think anytime he just took care of her was swoonworthy. Whether uh-huh. he, you know, disliked her <laughs> at the beginning of the show or later yeah. when he was taking care of her and when she was growing back, um, it's all really cute. Anytime he saves her, like that sort of stuff that he says is really problematic in real life, but in the context of the show, I'm like eating it up. Where he's like, "Who dares to touch my woman?" and like all this uh-huh, stuff. I'm uh-huh. like, okay. I don't know what that says about me, but I'm eating into it, <laughs> feeding into it. He takes the 51 bolts of lightning for her. That's all like, you know, it's fan service. Okay. It's basically like the shower scene in a K drama where he like rips <laughs> off the shirt, uh-huh. which I, I don't know why they made that blouse that he was wearing a tear away, but okay. I'm just, I'm just going with it. So things like that are really a uh, swoon worthy for me. The kiss when they swap bodies in front of Chang Hung. That was my top scene. Oh my god. Oh my god. god. You know, everyone keeps saying this feminism left my body. Yes, I felt it. I felt it like leave. Oh, leave the building. Because he didn't have to do that second kiss. Like they kissed, they body no. swelled back, and then he kissed right. her again just to make a he point. Went in deeper. Yeah. Just to, uh, yes. Oh, but you know, yeah. I think I think it's okay because, you know, it's she was safe. Like he wasn't about to like demolish demolish her he was just carrying on what she did in the first place mm-hmm. and afterwards once once chang hung left and rong hao she pushed him and he was like oh sorry i guess <laughs> yeah, he like snaps out of it yeah. he's like oh and then they have like a little back and forth the banter and yeah she's like how could you do that and storms off and he kind of like is left feeling some type of way and yeah, i just love that it's good yeah they yeah. have really good chemistry mm-hmm. yeah no i think that i thought they had good acting chemistry yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But yeah, either you get sucked in or you don't, I guess. <laughs> All right, guys. So everyone out there, have you watched this drama? Did you swoon? So we have two out of three swooners here. And then I'm 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 in it for the drama. I'm in it to watch it. The production value is super high. The acting's really good. The OST is amazing. So give it a try. If you don't like it at first, I think you won't like it. <laughs> But that's uh, not true. Do... I, I watched it three times for it to that's work. True. And it finally oh, yeah. Worked. So this, your your experience may be different, right? So if, if you don't like it, maybe come back. Maybe you maybe gave up on it. And Dara says, don't give up on it. Come back. Maybe. Do I need to watch it again? I don't know. Give it a break. Give it a break. Try again. In give six it a break. Months. OK. OK. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give it a break. Yeah. I'm going to give it a break. But I may come back. I may come back. Because there's a lot I didn't understand, but now I understand it better. So I hope I hope this episode was helpful to you if you're like <laughs> me, a little confused with the whole uh, uh, uh genre as well as this drama in particular. Uh, yeah, you can write to us at infatuationpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you're thinking. You can write to Jess over at Daybok K Rambles. It is Daybok Pod on Instagram, TikTok. Where else are you on? You're on Twitter? I'm on Twitter. If you want to message me on Twitter, I'll get it. I promise. (laughs) I'm just not that active on there. Follow Jess. You'll see a post that she's getting some big, big numbers on her reels. And I made a stupid little comment on one of her reels. And I've gotten like over 2,000 likes. So I don't know what is happening (laughs) on the reels front. I don't know what they did to the algorithm. But yeah. It loves you. The algorithm loves you, Jess. But the comment that you made was really funny. But it's so stupid. I thought it was funny. Yeah. But again, you don't think that like a thousand people are going to yeah. like it. Yeah, exactly. I need context. What's the post about? Oh, it's a uh, Lehman Ho. It's Lehman Ho oh, no. and airs <laughs> in the in the K drama airs, and it's this really stupid scene where he reacts in a kind of bizarre robotic way to a major drama that's playing out in front of him. It's an, like episode one of the show, and I just sort of narrate it and I make fun of him, and then people. <laughs> got a hold of it and it's like curtis yeah. made a comment and it, it was like an I, aside i just and said i just said iced coffee's nine dollars in california right like <laughs> yeah. something really stupid and then, like, 
I get I get notifications every day, Jess. I'm like, you know, two thousand five hundred people liked your comment. I'm like two thousand five. I don't even know. You know, I've never right. met two thousand people in my life. You know, so it's just kind of. Tricky. <laughs> I think but, you yeah, hit the right yeah. Gen Z humor there. I think uh, maybe yeah, but yeah. So the reels are blowing up. Um, so go check out Jess. You got more season four? Or are we still going? I think we're about halfway through season four. Okay. We have so much more to go. <laughs> so much more to go. Yes. And you're you're doing a lot of old ones, like classic OG dramas. I am because the young people in they the K drama community have said repeatedly that they don't watch pre twenty fifteen shows. Uh, and when I heard that, I was like, Oh, what? Need, they need to <laughs> what know. did you say? So I'd taken it upon myself to just sort of give those older shows some love and throw it back a few times on the show. I think about every other sh- every other episode is an older K drama pre twenty fifteen, yeah. and that's where I sort of came in. Like was twenty twelve, twenty eleven. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't seem like it's that long ago to me. <laughs> yeah. But rewatching has been a blast, and shining some light on some of these older K dramas has been yeah. a real treat. All right, so give Jess a follow. If you listen to our podcast, you won't be disappointed. Lots of different hosts every week. And Nadira, thanks for joining us again. Always a pleasure. Likewise. All right, everyone out there, thank you for listening. You can follow us at The Infatuation Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. And you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. And please give us a rating. What do you say, Jess? Don't be petty. Five stars only. Don't be Don't petty. Don't be petty. Five stars. Come on. Who's <laughs> Come out here on. giving two-star, three-star reviews? Who yeah. are you? Stop. You know who they are? I think a student dropped me. I, I looked at my, my spot, and I was like, down down a decimal or so and i was like wait what, what just happened i think i think a disgruntled student tr- came by and said you know what i'm gonna get my revenge on mr chin i'm gonna drop a a two-star rating or something oh, so anyway rude. so help me out people help me out. give me some fives to bring that yeah the average back up but respect your teachers <laughs> either that or they just don't like my pod who knows <laughs> <laughs> i could be genuine it could be no genuine. no But anyway, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jess. Thank you, Nadira. Everyone out there, thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Shall